You are now listening to Everyday Adventures in Faith, a podcast created to inspire and encourage you to walk boldly in your faith because it's all an adventure. I'm your co-navigator, Ashley Thompson. Let's get started. Okay, guys, so I am here on Everyday Adventures in Faith. This is your host, Ashley Thompson. And today we have a special guest. Her name is Q. And I'm just going to let you take it away and tell us about yourself. Thank you for having me today, Ashley. My name is Quiniqua Epps, and I go by Q. Um, I am the founder of Black-Owned Mindset, formerly known as Black-Owned RDU. Okay. And tell us, uh, tell us about that. Like, what? How did you get started? Well, you know, everybody has something that they're good at. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was never like, you know, you know, I can't do hair or anything like that. I can't uh, do nails or anything like that. I don't have the desire to, you know, have a storefront or anything like that. But one of the things that I have always been talented with and one of the things that God has blessed me with and one of the things that has shown through my entire life was my writing. Um, it's actually what led me to making a career out of it. And I just thought before the riots and before um, social justice really became a mainstream issue last year, back in 2019, I started this Instagram page and I hadn't posted anything on, on the Instagram page, but I told myself I wanted to get out in the community. Uh, I wanted to go and I wanted to go to different businesses and I wanted to, you know, find the story behind those businesses. I wanted to know, you know, what led people to doing the things that they do and mm -hmm. what um, made them step out on faith and start whatever business that they were into. And then when the riots, when everything started happening, I was like, you know what? I need to do this now. This will be my contribution to my community. Mm -hmm. And from that point on, it was Black-owned RDU. But then earlier this year, I decided that I wanted to expand and I wanted to be able to talk to people that were not only in the Triangle area, but beyond, you know, the state of North Carolina, Georgia, Virginia. I just want to go all over the country and mm -hmm. hopefully interviewing and talking with some of these entrepreneurs can help inspire the next batch of entrepreneurs or even somebody who isn't looking to be an entrepreneur maybe it's you know someone who needs the faith or who needs like just some type of inspiration to step out into like the next path of their life so hopefully you know they can become motivated through those stories nice and so uh, take us back to when you was like little Q, like, have you always been interested in, uh, writing stories? Like, were, were you, um, did you start off like writing in journals or, uh, creating stories? What, uh, how were you when you were little? Oh my goodness. What did <laughs> I not write? <laughs> I've always, I've always had a 
very, very vivid imagination. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I was younger, not only did I write stories, but I wrote poems, I wrote songs, I wrote everything. And I'm not sure like what exactly like sparked me being able to to write and me realizing that it was something that I was good at Mm -hmm. but I guess when we would write our stories in school and I would always get like high marks and I would always do well on like the essay portion and like even when I took the SAT the essay portion was the part (laughs) that I did the best on so I just knew that it would be something that became part of my life and I mean at points writing was very therapeutic for me honestly so it is just something that's kind of that's followed me yeah and I I agree because um I know for me I started off um when I was younger I I was always like to myself like as an introvert so I started off writing in my journals just to talk about my day at school which eventually turned into me uh, creating stories. And uh, later on, as an adult, I went back to that. um, I went back to that foundation of writing and I started getting into uh, writing my children's books. And so it all kind of, it all kind of like loops up. I guess it kind of all comes back together. That's what I'm trying to say. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. And and you actually said books. And I know that you're interviewing me, but I am so interested. Have you dropped another book? Uh, yes. Well, actually, since uh, speaking with you, um, my second book is called The Art of Joy. So, yeah, I actually did <laughs> not too long ago. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank we got to talk more about that later. That, yes. That's beautiful. I love it. Thank I, you. <laughs> I love I love the first book and I absolutely love what you're doing as well. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to continue uh, writing. It's, it's like every time I get a new idea, then um, I just go ahead and jot it down on paper and eventually it turns into a story. So I'm, I'm definitely um, staying in that path. That's beautiful. (laughs) And so uh, with you, um, as you continued, uh, as you continued writing, how did you come up with the name of Black Owned Mindset? Well, honestly, um, so I I just got married in December. Congratulations. Thank you. And my husband, I was telling him, like, you know, I really want this platform to be so much bigger because you know honestly I do have like a full-time job and I can't you know devote as much time to it as I would like to and hopefully this year I'm really able to just be able to like um, be able to schedule things out better so that I can devote at least a couple hours to my blog every single day because it is my baby Mm -hmm. Um, but honestly my husband and I and I was sitting here and he was like you know I think, I think, you know, maybe if you, maybe if you, you think about a name change, I was like, yeah, well, I'm thinking about a rebrand, but I wasn't thinking about a name change too. Mm -hmm. He was like, you know, maybe it should be something along the lines of like, you know, you changing people's like perceptions and their perspectives about things. And he's like, black home mindset. I was like, oh, that's, that's cool. Like, that's dope. I I really like that name. I really like that because honestly, we do have to change the the mindset of 
of um, just people as a whole. And I think last summer kind of brought a lot of that to the forefront. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I want people to know just how important it is to shop with Black-owned businesses and how important it is to support those same businesses that pour so much into our communities. So when we say Black-owned mindset, it's really like you got to change your frame of mind because there, let's be honest, there is a a stigma sometimes with, you know, Black-owned businesses in our community, you know, like, oh, hey, you know, maybe I don't get good customer service here or, you know, I don't. And honestly, that can happen at any establishment owned by any person. Right. And, and there are some, some people who, who own businesses out here that are very professional, that, you know, care about you as a person and, and as a customer mm-hmm. and are still like helping our communities in ways like if there's you know something something happening at the local elementary school what do you see you see businesses getting involved and you know reposting the flyers and putting the flyers up in their locations so I um I I think that this name kind of embodies exactly what we were aiming to do Black Loan RDU wasn't a, a bad name but we we definitely just want to expand and make it more than North Carolina. Right. And I, I really, uh, when I saw the name change, um, I, that's exactly what I was thinking because uh, at first uh, you was limited with just uh, staying in the triangle area, but now with your new name and actually expanding throughout, um, I think eventually you're going to be expanding throughout the, the country, I, I believe. Um, yeah, I, I really think that um, all of that was very, uh, like a big transformation for you. And it, it made sense to change your name it, along with um, expanding your brand as well at the same time. Definitely. Um, we're like right now, we're in like planning stages of trying to make trips to different areas and interview some of those businesses in different states so that's definitely something that is in the works and Mm -hmm. we're also looking to take it beyond just the blog because even though you know I love writing and as therapeutic as it is and the the truth of the matter is that people aren't reading like they used to Mm -hmm. you know like back in the day how our, our grandparents would you know look at the paper um and you know maybe even some of our parents may you know go to like yahoo news the truth of the matter is that we're so like distracted these days that we're not looking to stick around and read a three four minute article right we're looking to see it in video form or we're looking to hear about it on a podcast you know we're not looking to we're so we have so much going on so many things Mm -hmm. um and and nobody's really willing to like just uh so we're looking to expand it to a youtube channel and more ig videos and hopefully eventually figure out getting on some other platforms so we're excited (laughs) and and i I could definitely see that especially for um like instagram i'm I'm still trying to figure out instagram but i know they're real big on on visual and um just you uh, creating like IG uh, videos and just uh, making it more visual and uh, where people could still be on your page, but 
they could just click the page for that other business and and do it like that instead of going into a, a entire entirely like different website um i think that'll be helpful as well yes yes mm -hmm. definitely and and i love the fact that um not only can not because i honestly now I'll, I'll be truthful i have not made any money like off of what i'm doing right now okay. and but i have poured a lot of money into it right and i have like even done like posts and i've you know paid for instagram ads and facebook ads mm -hmm. and it's you know promoting other businesses but you know being that some of those businesses are getting love based off of what i'm doing is really like what sets the tone for me it's really what makes it all worth it for me right and so i guess like in in the future as you continue to um i guess as you continue to work on the foundation of your brand um are you eventually looking to uh monetize it or will this uh just be like your uh side uh passion of yours i would love to monetize it because mm -hmm. i would love to one day like I, I think like many of us you know so and there's nothing wrong with you know wanting to you know not be an entrepreneur because not everybody has the entrepreneurial spirit right. but I know that many of us just want to have our own and we want to you know be able to devote as much um, as we're able to devote to someone else's company and building someone else's dream mm -hmm. um, so I would love to monetize it one day and I think uh, we're looking at potentially getting ads on the website Okay. We're looking okay. at potentially doing that and potentially um, also when we build our follower count up a little bit more, we'll be able to do like promo for different businesses and things like that. Because I would like to eventually um, hopefully like offer internships and, and show like some, you know, high school or even college students, you know, what it's like to, to be in the world of journalism because honestly it's what I do as a profession okay. and what I'm doing on the side it's because I love it so much it's, it's journalism right you go and you um you find your subject you you do your research prior to you are sitting there you're you're asking candid questions you're you know mm -hmm. you're transcribing the interviews like I, I think that this would be a lot um, of experience for you know someone who's in high school and someone who's in college that's looking to go the media route so that they can learn and know like okay so this is kind of like what it this is kind of what it's like to work in a newsroom or what it's like to work for a magazine or a newspaper and so, right. on and, so forth. and I, I could I could definitely see that now because uh, my husband he actually uh, he went to school for journalism and uh, communication, communication and journalism. And um, I know during that time during college, he did a lot of the, the same things that you're doing on, on your own. And so I, I was going to ask you, uh, did you actually go to school for journalism or you just picked up on everything yourself? Yes. So I'll take you, I'll take you back. Mm -hmm. um, when I was growing up, I always told myself I was going to be the next Oprah. 
I told okay. my family that. I told mm-hmm. everybody. <laughs> when I was 17 years old, I um I did a um poem. No, it was a it was a an essay contest actually in front of the church. And I told them, I was like, you know, that's that's what I'm gonna do. That's that's you know, look out for me, world. Mm-hmm. Um and I went to school and I did major initially in journalism but then when I realized that print newspaper magazines like that's kind of a dying industry Mm -hmm. I switched over to um what is it uh I'm trying to bachelor of um multimedia see there it is (laughs) (laughs) multimedia journalism with information emphasis and that basically encompasses all of it multimedia that's radio that's tv that's print that's that's everything and it was during that time that I realized like you know I can't be like Oprah Mm -hmm. I can be the best version of myself right and I can you know in some way shape or form I can I can change the industry or I can you know become the best version of me that I can be I can't be Oprah (laughs) but you know I can I can take cues from her career Mm -hmm. I can look at some of the things that she's done and maybe be inspired by that but we should all be charting our own paths because we weren't put here to be like somebody else um so I went and I I did major in um multimedia communications and I initially started in radio. Oh, wow. <laughs> I started in radio. Um, I worked for my campus radio station for a couple of months. How did you and like it? I loved it. And honestly, if, um, if, if, if paid enough, I would seriously consider going back to radio because it, it, it's, it's much more of a fun and relaxed mm-hmm. Um it's, 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 it's really fun. Okay. Like you, you really get to be your honest and true self on the radio without, you know, being worried about being like politically correct. <laughs> so I, um, so I definitely enjoyed myself doing radio, but, um, and I actually did it for the first couple months of college, but then I got an opportunity to come back to the radio station my junior year as the station's news director. Um, But in between this time, I actually entered into a program to um, work for our station's, our campus newspaper. And it was like this long, long program that I had to go through. And then I ended up being offered a position and I worked my way up to, to section editor until I realized like, okay, this, you know this is this is cool this is fun I'm going to use these skills in some way but newspaper is not what I want to do so then I went to magazines and I said okay magazines (laughs) this is fun this is now writing for a magazine is fun you get a lot more time to work on your piece you get a lot more time to really just to dive deep into the story however um, I was working for, uh, this was 2012, and I did a couple pieces about the presidential election. And that's when I realized, like, okay, I do not like politics that much. So that's not going to be my thing. <laughs> but I learned so much 
Um, but throughout the process, I ended up making my way to TV and that's how I wound up where I am now. Wow. And what did you do in TV? So um, initially my senior year of college, um, we all have to take this class at my university that I attended in Georgia, Georgia Southern University. Mm-hmm. We all had to take this course called video applications and there's a part one and there's a part two to the course. So in part one, we kind of just learned about like how to film and how to edit and how to do all of these different things. And initially I wanted to be a reporter. So I told myself like, hey, I don't have to learn how to film and I don't have to learn how to edit. And mind you, this was in 2014. This was around the time that Instagram was kind of just taking off. And, um, you know, we were seeing the videos on, on Facebook, but they aren't, they weren't as, you know, big as they are now and basically everybody around the world knows how to edit now <laughs> whereas you know a couple of years ago it was just a specialized skill something that you learned in college mm-hmm. or something that you know you learned if you went to a technical school or something like that but um now everybody knows how to edit and and back then I was like I don't understand this stuff I don't want to edit I don't want to do this I don't but I'm glad that I did learn right. um so I was a reporter for our station's channel originally. And I turned a couple of stories. Um, and, and it was when I realized that um, that I, I had like a real knack for it. And then I ended up becoming an anchor for that same channel. So uh-huh. yeah, so it, it was all exciting. It was all exciting. Um, and while I ended up, while I ended up in camera from in front of the camera for much of the time that I was in college, who knew that, you know, my career would actually be me behind the camera. So right. <laughs> it's, all, it's all very interesting, but I'll tell you, um, just being able to even experience the different forms of media, especially when I always said that this is something that I would do and I think about like just how far I've come and everything that I've done. And this was not the life that I saw for myself. I, I would say it, but I didn't know that it was really going to happen. And it shows you that there's no, it's nobody but God. Right. Um, because we think and we, you know, say things all the time, but it's really him putting those moves into action. And, mm-hmm. you, and you think that you're in control of this and you're in control of that and this is going to happen and that's going to happen, but there's only one person charting your path. So that if there's anything that I've learned over the last uh, several years, it's definitely been that. Right. Man, that's awesome. Thank you for taking me on that journey. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> I feel like I was rambling. <laughs> no, no. I, I'm just, because uh, usually uh, when I talk to everyone, um, I like to ask certain questions just to see how their path kind of uh, brought them back to uh, where they, what they're doing. And um, your story, you just you sharing your experience with broadcasting and uh, just how you how involved you you was in with uh, journalism, I'm now able to see how a uh, Black-owned mindset was able to 
be uh, created in today's time. Like it, it all makes sense now because of your past experience and everything that she went through. Definitely, definitely. And, and, you know, one of the things that I will say kind of has worked to influence me over the last couple of years, I take you back to when I was in that journalism, that uh, video applications class, and I was working hard, I was busting my butt, like I was turning my stories, I was, you know, doing what I could. And um there were a couple people in the class who were, you know, just getting by. So at the end of the semester, and this was like my last semester of college, the teacher over the professor over that course told me, she was like, you know, you will never survive in this industry because you are not aggressive enough. Mm. And she gave me a B in that class instead of an A, even though I deserved an A. And I, I would say like, that has fueled me and I would definitely say to anybody who's like on any type of path to just keep going and to not really worry about kind of the naysayers or any criticism that you get along your way because what's for you is going to be for you. Right I definitely agree I, I remember uh when I was in school and I, I would, I had some teachers as well that, uh, that said things that I guess tried to uh, impact my confidence in a negative way. But um, over time, I just learned to uh, just learn not to let it get to me and just, uh, just focus on the positive. So that that's good. You was able to do the same exactly exactly like and that and that's what that's what I hope that people take from black on mindset I hope that when people are reading these stories not only do they want to support these businesses but just kind of look at the path that some of these entrepreneurs have had to take um like one article I'm working on that's coming out this uh weekend well today um I interviewed a um a woman who not only does like the colon cleanses and massages, but she does a number of different holistic things for the body. Okay. And she kind of, and her name is Latranya McMill. She owns My Sweet Escape and it's a spa. Um, hmm. It's a spa, but it's also like a wellness center in okay. uh, Raleigh. Mm-hmm. And she kind of talked to me kind of about like how, you know, difficult, it was getting to where she is in in her field and I've had other business owners share the same exact story some one business owner I interviewed her name um her name's Allison and Miss Allison actually started her business during the 2008 recession oh so can you imagine right (laughs) so so I so not only you know from my story from your story but I just hope that people read these stories and see or watch them and see that you know hey okay this is possible I can do this it's going to be all right yes and I I know uh definitely uh from uh looking at some of the stories that uh, that you've had uh, meeting other people in the area, it's definitely um, 
it's definitely inspired me, not only uh, you personally uh, going out and reaching out to these people and sharing everyone's stories, but actually learning um, just how everyone, uh, just learning about everyone, like their stories and how they overcame their challenges. It's very encouraging. Well, I'm glad that you've been, you know, inspired and touched by that. And I just hope that other people feel the same exact way. And it's honestly getting to know more people has been so I'm just thrilled about it because my husband and I, we are not from here. We're from, uh, from Georgia. Okay. I'm from Atlanta. He's from Savannah. And we've been here for a little close to three and a half years. Okay. And it's, it's kind of tough when you move somewhere new for work because you know we don't have any family in Raleigh (laughs) or Durham or places like that and when I go into these businesses or when I speak with these entrepreneurs it kind of feels like okay like I'm 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 gaining some some new friends and gaining some new family here and there so Mm -hmm. it's been a wonderful journey that's awesome and I guess my last question um well, one of my last questions is, uh, as you as you continue to to grow and um, yeah, as you continue to grow, what are some three takeaways you would like us to gather from your adventure? Three takeaways. Well, the first is that I would say don't start something unless you are willing to put your whole heart into it Mm -hmm. put your whole heart put your faith into it and love it as if it is you know your baby and just know that when you start out it's not gonna be (laughs) it's not it's not gonna be easy and it's not gonna be lucrative when you start out and that um it'll be worth it in the end. And if you could see yourself doing something without getting paid for it for a while or without ever making any money off of it, then that's definitely something that has your passion. Um, The other two takeaways, well, this should have been the first one, but you're always going to have to put God first, Mm -hmm. like in, in anything. And you may not realize it, but he's in control. He knows what's going to happen next. And, you know, sometimes we get stressed out about this thing, that thing. You cannot stress out about what is ultimately going to happen or what is going to be for you. You can't, you know, there's no sense in trying to figure this out. We all have our own divine purpose here. And, that at the end of at the end of the day you know he has it um and I guess the final final takeaway would definitely be to make sure that you are making friends and connections in the process because what I've learned about even running my blog is that, you know, I may interview one person and this person may know somebody who's also doing something really cool. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, not on, don't reach out to people, you know, only when you need something, but stay in constant communication and don't burn those bridges. Right. So the three takeaways, because I do know that I tend to ramble. The first one is to put your whole heart into it. Uh, the second is to, well, let's let's take that back. The first one is to put God first. Second is to put your whole heart and your faith into it. The third is to build on those relationships, to keep your connections and don't burn any bridges. I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you so much. Yes, no problem. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes. And so my final question is, I know the listeners, they want to know um, where they could contact you or maybe they have a story they'd like to share with you. Where can they reach you? Oh, certainly, certainly. So for the website, if you want to just check out any of the articles and read some of these stories and maybe discover new businesses to support the website is blackownedmindset.com and that's all one one phrase no dashes or anything so blackownedmindset.com and I am also on Instagram it's at blackownedmindset and I am also on Facebook my name on Facebook is still blackownedrdu but we are working on that but you can go to the website, you can go to my Instagram. I'm very active on social media. Um, you can send me a DM and I usually respond within the same day, um, if not within a couple of hours. So I'm really looking to connecting with some more people out there and find out, find some more cool businesses. Yeah, so y'all definitely check her out. She's awesome. Um, I. I even have an article uh, written by her that's well written and she just does a great job. So make sure you guys check her out. And that is it for today's episode. Catch you in the next time. Bye guys. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Everyday Adventures in Faith. If you want to find me online, head to Everyday Adventures in Faith on Instagram and Facebook. If you love the show, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Thanks, guys, and see you on the next adventure. Bye.